With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Volume. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code RS. The game we're looking at this week is my hometown Lions against Richard Seahawks. The Lions are minus five. Eh, We're on that Lions train. A little bounce back game for them. FanDuel has tons of betting options for each game. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So sign up today with promo code RS for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. I got my guy Mitch Eisenstein. Later on, we'll have my good friend Jamel Dean. But Mitchell... The Niners. I thought uh, that was a gimme. We talked about <laughs> gimmies, Rich. We talked about gimmies. There's no gimmies in the NFL. But yeah, I thought it was a gimme too. What in the world happened? Well, uh, the, the, the Denver defense, it was a battle of the defenses. The Denver defense showed up. Um, There's too many mistakes by the Niners. And I keep telling people, that's the Achilles heel of every NFC contender outside of the Philadelphia Eagles is their offensive line. Every single one of them. Outside of Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey, there's a lot of question marks on the interior. And they show that, that every team is attacking the interior. Then Trent goes out. And then they're attacking the edges. And now you can't slide to Trent. You're, I mean, you can't slide away from Trent. You're sliding to him. And it just uh, compounded the issues for the Niners and um, they tried McKivitz, they tried Jalen Moore, they tried, you know, they're going to keep trying guys because he's going to be out four to six weeks. So that's just devastation. It was the perfect storm. The Denver defense, Patrick Sertan, week in and week out, Patrick Sertan, teach day. He's, he's looking the part. Everybody's like, man, is he a top corner? He looks it. He looks, they better call him shadow. 
because that's what he looks like on the field. He's looking like the receiver's shadow. The only thing, the only gripe I have, he got to get his hands on the ball. He got to get more interceptions. He got to get more books. But you talk about tight, sticky coverage. He's the, he's the definition of it right now. They're doing a great job getting pass rush with, with Chubb and Browning. Uh, and those guys, DJ Jones was stout in the run game. And the Niners got a lot of questions to answer offensively. You know, there were, there were some play calling miscues. There were some misses by Jimmy. Um, the run game kind of got, got going. Then it got stagnant. Early first half, it looked cool. looked good. And, and then, you know, the, the, the call by, by Kyle to not push him back out of field goal range and replay third down and say, hey, now it's going to be fourth down and put their first points on the board, and they lose by points. They got their first three on a time, in a time where they might not have got three if he'd have got pushed back. But instead, they get three points. Mitchell. Richard, here's the thing. This is dangerous territory for the Niners. And watching that game, it looked like their strength, this, you know, own the clock, own time of possession, establish the run, play action passes, get Debo involved, get Brandon Ayuk involved. And you called it. You, they got your boys involved, man. But then all of a sudden they didn't. And it's like the, the biggest strength of this team, establishing the run, now looks like it might be a weakness. How do they adapt without Trent, without an established back that they can count on because it seems like Raheem Mostert not being there is starting to affect this team a little bit. How do you adapt if you are Kyle Shanahan to bring this offense back to life? It's going to be his greatest challenge of his head coaching career this year with this immense amount of talent that they have is finding a way, even with the glaring weaknesses that they have offensively in the offensive line to make this thing work, to, to create explosive plays. You saw it with Debo coming out of the backfield, attacking the linebacker. Like, huge play, but that could have been a touchdown. Jimmy has to get that ball out there. Like, you got to make sure the ops that could be touchdowns are touchdowns. The margin for error is immensely small right now, and they need to take advantage of it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take him being creative with the screens. It's going to take him kind of stepping out of his comfort zone in some respect and, and looking at other guys, you know, looking at some of the things that Andy Reid was able to do in the past years when they had trouble with their offensive line and being able to back the defense off. But defensively, right now, they look outstanding. You know, they're, they're second in the league in yards. They were third in points before let, letting off 11 points. So I'm sure they're still top three in points. Uh, it's going to be a great season for the for the defense. The secondary looks like, well, like I said, they would, like one of the best secondaries in the National Football League. The, the, the D-line is hunting, as you expected. Uh, Bosa has had a sack in every single game. And two in one game, it's just the offense. You got to find a way to score. And if the defense would have found a way to get one, maybe one of those turnovers, I mean, Melvin Gordon fumbled it at his own two, three yard line, that would have been a game changer. Those are things, if you really want a Super Bowl and you want a championship, you got to find a way to get those, get, get your hands on those footballs. Now, Richard, the other storyline in this game was another stagnant offensive game from the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. If you are in Denver right now, what is going through your mind offensively? There's a lot of hope going into the season that Russell was going to be the answer for this offense. Do you think he is the answer? I think he has to be. I mean, they paid him $48 million. You know, my, my wife told me not to talk about him too much these days. You know, she, she's getting too much mail. But um, he has to be. He has to be. And 
you got to find ways to, to, to allow him to be in his comfort zone. And that's what he did in the fourth quarter was his comfort zone. He's moving out of the pocket. He's scrambling a little bit. And I think whatever shackles or whatever the conversation they're having with him in the fourth quarter and saying, hey, just do your thing, they need to have with him in the first quarter. Because you can't if you expect him to be who he's been, you got to let him play how he's played. If you play him in a different way than how he's played in, you know, in his most successful years, you're not going to have that kind of success. You're not going to get the same production. You saw he's moving around the pocket. He's creating more time. He's hitting guys on the move. That's how he made a lot of the big plays. He hit a back shoulder. He communicated with Cortland Sutton, the same exact signal Seattle alerted everybody to. Um, and that's Charvarius Ward needs to be, you know, alert to that. He's, that's, that's one thing that always gets me. When the quarterback's at the line of scrimmage signaling, I'm looking dead at the quarterback, and I know the signals. Signal. Signal. It's usually a big play. It's, they're not signaling to run a hitch. If I'm pressed up, they're not signaling. It's either slant or nine ball. So, hey, if you want to slant, cool. Congratulations. We'll tackle it or, you know, we'll make it a tough catch. But if it's a nine ball, that one will probably be mine. The Niners defensively looked great. The Niners offensively looked like they are in a little bit of trouble. I know it's early in the season. We talked about this game being kind of that tipping point for both teams. Both teams really needed this win. I know it's early in the season, but both teams really needed this win. Are you at all concerned about the 49ers going forward in light of the Trent Williams news? Yeah, I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned now offensively. I'm not concerned defensively. They're on a historic track. Uh, But offensively, I'm very concerned. If you can't protect the quarterback, you're in a world of trouble. And it's not the NFC West is. It's not as tough as it's always been, but the Rams are still tough, and they'll see them this week. And so it, it, they'll have to win this game, you know, it, against a tough Rams team. They're leading the division. So in order to get back in it, you have to win this game. And the Rams are still a tough out. They're having their own offensive line problems. But defensive line, they still got Leonard Floyd. They, they still got that man, 99, Aaron Donald, three-time defensive player of the year, working on his fourth. You don't want to be the reason he gets his fourth. Well, Richard, the other the other element of humor in this game, Dan Orlovsky finally gets to laugh a little bit. Uh, Jimmy G did the unthinkable, backpedals out of his own end zone, takes a safety. I mean, blessings to him that he took the safety. Otherwise, he would have taken the pick six. But still, those two points cost him the game. What do you think of that play? I mean, it was it was a terrible decision by him. But at the end of the day, he did. I mean, it was best case scenario for the, the play call that was called. It was a screen. It appeared to be a screen. It could have been wrong in the, the it could have just been a freaking uh, jailbreak from the offensive line and everybody got beat. But the way Kyle Hughescheck turned around and the way the offensive line got out, it was a screen. And to run a screen, you need room for the quarterback to retreat. Otherwise, you're letting D lineman run free to a quarterback who can't move and who can't back up, who's going to get hit in the face. And not that, Jimmy G won't stand there and take a hit and, and deliver the football, but the screens don't work that way. The screens work because the quarterback retreats, retreats, retreats. The, the screener, whoever it is, Kyle Hughes in this, in this scenario is the screener, comes available, he gets the ball, yada, 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 linemen are out in front, who play. But you can't run it there. You cannot run it in that situation. And that's why everybody's getting on Jimmy, as they should. But in that situation, he didn't have a choice. He didn't have much of a choice. He has to retreat on that play. Do you attribute that to it? I mean, why does Kyle call a play like that in that scenario? He's been around this I, game not, enough. I'm not sure. I mean, he had a press conference. He said it was a bad call by him. It, it, you know, sometimes you just you just overthink it, you know. And 
He's he's been coaching for a long time. If it works and it's a 99-yard touchdown, everybody's like, man, look, that's why he's one of the best genius play callers. You know, when it doesn't work, then, you know, everybody's on you you every day. Yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't know what you're thinking. This is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. But look at the Dallas Cowboys. I was going to say, Richard, we got to change gears here a little bit. Last night, I mean, when you saw that game on paper, the Cowboys, Giants, NFC East categorized as the dumpster fire that you categorized it as, I thought this game was going to be boring. It actually was pretty fun to watch. And I'll tell you what, Cooper Rush looks like a pretty darn good quarterback out of the Central Michigan Chippewas product. I mean, we've seen a couple guys come out of Central now. I mean, J.J. Watt once played at Central. Antonio Brown once played at Central. Why not Cooper Rush? And he's doing a hell of a job right. with the Cowboys, 3-0 and in his career, and, and they won a huge divisional game on the road. Uh, your thoughts on the Cowboys, Rich? 
Surprised. Surprised. Very surprised. You know, um, there was a point where, you know, on Twitter, there were people talking about, it, you know, don't be surprised if Cooper Rush um, is one of the top quarterbacks in, in, in national football and that the that the gap between he and Dak isn't as big as people think. And I really I personally laughed that off. I said, there's no way like this is ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why anybody would ever say this. You're crazy. They don't look as crazy today. They're nope. not looking as crazy today. And I'm saying it's a QB controversy because Dak makes too much money. There's never going to be a QB controversy when the quarterback makes that much money. But Cooper Rush is making himself the money right now. And that's cool to see. Dallas Cowboys look really good. There also is a running back controversy. There's a big-time running back co controversy. Pollard is looking the part. Can we pull the tape up from the beginning of the first episode of this season, Rich? Did I not call Tony Pollard? As the breakout player this year, I, I I stand by those words. The guy looks like a stud. He definitely did. You definitely did, Mitchell. And the guy looks like a total stud. He had 101 yards. Not that Zeke doesn't look great, but it looks like Pollard's the lead back and Zeke's the backup back. But the salaries don't match that that understanding. So I don't know how quickly that'll change. If you ask Jerry Jones, this offense doesn't go if Zeke doesn't go. But I think Pollard is is turning heads. In the stands, on the field, in the locker room, and maybe upstairs. So there's some questions that's going to be answered. And Trey, Trey Diggs got him another pick. He's getting his hands on him, ended the football game. Daniel Jones didn't look bad. And welcome back, Saquon. Saquon? Right. That's really right, cool right. to see. It is very cool to see. He's back to his normal self. The fans love to see it. I know the fantasy owners love to see it. I mean, this is a, a guy that obviously has a ton of potential, and he's always had potential. He's been a, a game changer every time he's been healthy, and he's finally healthy again, Rich. I mean, you went through it. I mean, talk about being a professional athlete, you know, being down and out, being injured, going through that ebbs and flows. I mean, your first season back with the Niners, first few games out there, it took you a few minutes to get your sea legs. I mean, talk about that. Talk about what's probably going through Saquon's mind, and now he's finally found his groove again. Oh man, it got it, it has to feel incredible for him. It has to feel incredible for the Giants and their fans, but especially him. You know, you go through so many doubts, so much, so many moments where you're like, I'll never be the same. So many moments where you gotta pull yourself out of holes and say, hey man, like you're gonna be all right. So many lonely moments of doubt. You know, you're sitting there by yourself rehabbing, you know, whether it's your knee, your Achilles, your ankle, your hip, you know, you're rubbing a spot and you're like, man, I come on. Talking to yourself, trying to get yourself out of there. You know, it's so many days, so much goes into coming back um, and, and being back in the way he's back. He's back looking like Saquon um, out of Penn State, uh, running the rock, uh, looking very dynamic. And it takes so much work to get back there, so much work when nobody's looking, nobody's watching, nobody's talking about you, nobody's cheering for you, nobody's asking about you. All, you, all they're saying is, what happened to Saquon? What happened to Saquon? He's not the back people thought he was. All that doubt, all that criticism. He's listening to all of it. You can say you're not. You're listening to all of it. And of to come out there and perform the way he's performing right now, man, is a man. And you, you just want to cheer the kid on and clap for him, man, because he deserves it. thousand percent. It's a feel-good story, Rich. I mean, but sticking with the Giants, what I think is weird about the Giants, and this is maybe a David Gettleman issue, is why in the world do you go out and pay Kenny Galladay top dollar and not use the guy? I mean, he was in, I think, 22 out of 67 snaps last night. It's going to create for a bad locker room environment, I'm sure. But, Richard, what explanation do you have not giving Kenny Galladay 
a better opportunity in that offense because he looked like a pretty good rising star early in his career. Mitchell, you ain't been watching, have you? This is why I ask you, Rich. I'm not the professional. You are. Mitchell, Kenny Galladay hasn't played hard since he left Detroit. I don't know if he left his 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 work ethic and and play style and everything in Detroit, but he jogs a majority of his routes. He looks uninterested. He looks unenthusiastic. Uh, he looks he looks like he's chilling out there. Like he had like 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 he got money on the game and it's, the money's on the other team. And that's why they're not playing him as much. You know, they paid him all that money and they can't just cut him. If he was not making that much money, Mitchell, they would have cut him a long time ago because his performance has not matched his payday. And I don't really know what it is. You can't speak to a guy's motives or motivation or what's going on at home or what's going on outside of the football field. But on the football field, he just looks like a guy who's uninterested in playing for the the New York Giants. I don't even want to go deep, deep into that. But they say money changes people. I didn't know it took the competitive spirit out of people because I didn't see that one coming, Rich. But let's talk about Daniel Jones. The Giants have solid pieces in place. Their defense looked pretty solid yesterday. They got some good. They got a good bookend on the offensive line. They seem like they've kind of finally shored up their their weaknesses over the years. Do you think Daniel Jones realistically is a guy that can elevate this team to that next level? Or is he he one of the, the sore spots of this team? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, the, the the interception yesterday, the receiver fell on the ground. It's a timing route. He got to let the ball go early. He ran the ball well. He had 79 rushing yards. He threw it okay. Um, I don't say he's one of the sore spots. I say you give him a chance, you know, because he has the build. He has the arm strength. Dayball seems to be finding ways to get him involved, to, to, to get him both running and passing the football. He looks really dynamic. They were two. They were two and zero coming into this game. They had a chance to win this game um, and a chance to be three and zero. So I wouldn't say he's the problem. You know, if you if you, you had a problem at quarterback, it looks very evident and it looks like your your record shows it. But I think that that he st- he needs to, he still has some development to do, developing to do, and he's not a finished product. And I don't think based on the results they have, if the, if the Giants have a chance at an elite quarterback or out of this world, you know, chance at a top five pick for one of the quarterbacks coming out, I don't think they'd hesitate to use it. But I wouldn't think they're, 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 they're too um, frustrated or upset with his performance so far. All right, Rich. So Thursday night, you're going to be back on, on the broadcast, Amazon Prime. You guys got to click on the, on the app and, and go check Richard out if you haven't already. Big game. The Miami Dolphins, Cincinnati Bengals. I uh, hear since he's wearing all white with the white helmets, it's going to be a, a first for them. It'll look real nice. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on this game. And specifically, I want a prediction from you about who you think is going to win and what the score will be. Metro. Metro, Metro, Metro. Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Called somebody. Called out Eli Apple. They had smoke at the end of last season in the, in the, in the AFC Championship game. There was legit smoke. It was smoke. I know something about smoke between receiver and DB. That was smoke. And he called him out just recently. He said, who we got this week? He said, Eli Apple? He said, oh, man, I'm here. He said, I'm here. And the difference between Cheetah and Miami and Cheetah and Kansas City is Kansas City, Andy Reid, is not going to get too high. The enemy's not going to get involved in a personal match. You're not going to sit there and be like, hey, Cheetah, just run a bomb on him. We need to make a point. But Mike McDaniels, Mike, Mike McDaniels and Tua, this is a different Tyreek. He's making $30 million a year. They'll give him one bomb if he, if he asks for it. 
Yeah. And so I, I would expect them to try Eli Apple a few times in that game. If he stands up, it'll be great for him. It'll be great if he does not. It's going to be an interesting post game with the Cheetah. And I, I, I'm going to be there for it. I'm going to tell him to bring him to the stage. Bring him, bring him to the stage because I got some questions to ask. Oh, Richard, I wish I were a Miami Dolphin fan, man, because that team, between that coach and then the players they brought in this offseason, they're a fun team to watch. And I think you're spot on. I mean, you don't want to get the Cheetah angry because he's got one thing that everyone else in the league doesn't have, that top, top, top and speed. And all he's got to do is get behind you once, and that's it. Good night. Tell me who you think's got an edge in this game and who's going to take it home. I think Miami's defense is going to be tired. I feel like they 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 play 90 plays against Buffalo. That's a tough game for anybody. Their offense only played 39, so they should be in the Fresh Legs program. They're going to be enjoying themselves. Yep. It's not going to be as hot as it was in Miami, so everybody will be a little fresher in that regard. Can that Cincinnati offensive line hold up? They did a good job against the Jets last week. Can they do it again? You know, Lyle Collins, you know, the new bodyguard said he wouldn't get touched. He got touched early on, but he had a good game last week. I got Miami winning this game. I think Miami's the real deal. I think they're, they're, you know, they played a really good Buffalo team in a hard way, in a in hard environment. They they only had the ball for 19 minutes and still pulled out a win. That says about a lot about their defense and that their offense, even though they're struggling, even though they struggled in the game, they did enough to win. I think that Miami has the secondary to deal with the with Burroughs and, and these Bengals receivers, T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase and the boys. I, I, I got Miami winning. I got Miami winning in a good game similar to the game they just played. It'd be it'd be 21-17, something to, something to that respect, maybe 24-21 um, if they get the late touchdown and field goal, skin ball. Rich, if they do that in Cincinnati, you know darn well there's going to be a lot of people talking Super Bowl aspirations down in Miami. So it's getting to that point of the week, Rich. I, I always tell you, I'm going to ask you, Couple, couple of the same questions every week. And this week, I'm going to ask the exact same question. Richard, what is your top five power rankings for this week? Well, this week, I thought my number one would change. It, 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 I thought about it. thought about it long, and I thought about it hard. And I said, it's not going to change this week. I still got the Buffalo Bills. They lost to the Miami Dolphins. They did. They looked like the better team. They were the better team. They still lost the game. And and had the ball for 40 minutes of the game, threw for 400 yards, had about 500 and something yards of offense. Defense played solid, you know, gave us some explosives at the end. But I just, it didn't, it didn't do enough to shake me off of that foundation, but it did do enough to give the Miami Dolphins the number two spot. It moves them up into the number two spot because their defense survived 90 plays. Now they gave up yards, they bend, but don't break. They found a way to get stops in the red zone. They found a way to, to do what they need to do to get the W. Number three, Philadelphia fans is jumping all over the place. They really wanted their Eagles in it. I had to finally put them in it, Mitchell. The Philadelphia Eagles made it to number three. You made it. You got a great D-line, a great O-line. Hurts is playing like an MVP candidate if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the MVP right now of the league. But Jalen Hurts looks really good. Uh, Devontae Smith had a great game. Always open. A.J. Brown was out there cooking. Big play. Got oh come on now big play big play you got to mention big play you can't mention the Eagles without mentioning big play Slay and it's all pro bid that he's going for and he's showing it week in and week out the D line nine sacks of Carson Wentz like good night y'all were not playing around y'all he not staying around number four I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they lost a very a nail biter 
to the Green Bay Packers, but did do did not do enough to shake me off the foundation. I am concerned again about their offensive line, but they're getting healthier as we speak. Mike Evans is coming off suspension. I think he would have made a difference in that ball game. I think Julio Jones would have made a difference. I think Chris Godwin, and I think if they play again in January, all those pieces will be there. It'll be a different game. Number five, Kansas City Chiefs lost the game. I do not think they should have lost to the Colts. They showed some 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 weaknesses. They showed some some things that uh, against the Chargers that the Colts were able to, to exploit. Good job from Matt Ryan and the boys. Stephon Gilmore showing that he can still get the job done, making huge plays, um, shadowing Travis Kelsey. Those are my top five. Argue with yourself about. Yeah, I think Rams fans are going to be pissed that you put them in, not them in, but put the Bucks in. But I get you, Rich. I'm going to call a little bit of a homer bias with the Bucks, but I. I get it. They're not healthy, but they're going to get healthy at the right time, unlike some other teams time. that are just getting – They got Tom. They got Tom. That automatically gets you in the top five. All right, Rich, the next component of these same questions every week is who disappointed you? Give me a couple names of guys or coaches or teams that disappointed you and let you down this week. The offensive line uh, for the Niners, just it was tough. It was tough sledding for Jimmy. I guess you could throw Jimmy in there as well. He had some poor decision-making and things of that nature uh, that I expected better from, I guess, Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid, I, I just, you know, he's he's one of those guys. He He's held to a high standard um, and always has his team ready. There's rarely ever a game like this where you're like, man, they lost to a team they should not have lost to. They were unprepared for the game. They, they had some miscues at the half. They just had some uncharacteristic mistakes uh, that you don't expect from the Kansas City Chiefs ever. What happened to the Saints? You know, the Saints as a team, you know, they lost to Carolina. You know, give Carolina a lot of credit, but the Saints have been in a couple games that that have just been head scratchers where you're like, like you're too talented of a team to, and too talented of a defense to be losing to the Carolina Panthers. And no offense to the Carolina Panthers. You know, they went, they won the game. They went out there and beat them. But they're too talented of a secondary. Their front is really good. The receiving core is really good. Um, offensive line is solid. So you're just you just left scratching your head like, what's going on there? Richard, I, I, I got to add one. I mean, I've got to jump in here. As a Detroit fan, you know, I was always got always to get my plug, whether good or bad. My disappointment of the week, and I'm going to hedge this by saying I'm, I'm a major supporter of him and what he's done to this team and the cultural shift he's bringing along here. But it's, it's Coach Dan Campbell. He preaches this, this grittiness, take him out to the abyss and drown your opponent. Um, always aggressive, always going for the kill, foot on the throat. And then he kicks a 54-yard field goal to go not up two scores, but merely from up three to up six when the Minnesota Vikings had no timeout. Uh, to me, I think that he needs to find his identity and stick with it. To me, I think that is a, a major coaching mistake, and it's something that I think his, his inexperience with being a head coach was, was shown. And it's something he needs to learn from his mistakes and just get better and stay with who you are. Stay true to yourself. You know what I mean? So for me, that that is my one add-on dud of the week. You're not wrong. You gotta you gotta you gotta be all, all in, or you gotta be all out. And he's been all in the entire time. His team would have believed in that. They would have been able to. He would have been able to justify. If they would have been in the top them. five of your power rankings, Rich, and I would have been thrilled, man. Right, right. They would have been like like five e. 
or so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich. Uh, MVP, uh, offensive MVP thus far. Offensive MVP is Lamar Jackson. There's no question about it. He's had three games of three touchdowns, back-to-back games of three passing touchdowns and 100 yards rushing. I mean, he's the first quarterback to do that. He's He's been doing everything. He accounts for probably 80% of the offense in Baltimore. And you know what you're going to account for if they keep playing? 80% of the cap. They should have paid him. Richard, he, he's going to be expensive. It's going to be expensive, Mitchell. Defensive MVP is still Nicholas John Bosa for me. I'm not, I'm not getting off that train, but Micah Parsons is making me, you know, making me look, you know, he's making me look. And Demarcus Lawrence had three sacks in that game. He's, he, you know, not making headlines about it, but he had three sacks in that game and Micah Parsons creating problems for everybody, but, but still Nick, Nick Bosa for me. Well, Richard, that concludes it. We're going to see you on Thursday night doing your thing. Amazon Prime, make sure you guys tune in. Big game, Miami against Cincinnati. I'll let you sign us off for the week. I appreciate you guys for joining us. Catch us again next week with more great content, more fun, more predictions, and and hopefully, 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 we got more wins for the San Francisco 49. So that's what I'm hoping. And Mitchell, right after we are done, I get my boy Jamil Dean. He had two picks. I told him if he got two picks, I'd have him on the show. And lo and behold, he gets them in one game. We got to have him on the show. Appreciate you joining. Subscribe if you're new. Check me out on Thursday night, Amazon Prime, the Bengals versus Miami Dolphins, Tyreek versus Eli Apple. Oh, my God. Jamar Chase, Xavier Howard, Mm. Tua Burroughs, all that good stuff. See you then. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, got one of my guys on, Jamel Dean, Super Bowl champ, third-round pick from Auburn with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, yeah, anytime, anytime. I told you you'd get a few picks, and I'd have you on. I didn't expect you to get them in the same game. <laughs> <laughs> but shoot, last week, look, the boys scored on their first two drives and didn't score again. Like, what what happened? Well, you know, I guess we know for like starting off was kind of slow in the beginning. Right, right, right. But I guess like after we finally woke up, then we were like, okay, now it's time to play. Okay. I, I mean, I ain't mad at that. They, they didn't score another point. It's just tough, man. They, y'all so beat up right now, especially wideouts, man. It, it, when are they going to get healthy? You know, that's the, that's the big question for everybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the same uh, – I'm trying to figure out the answer to that question too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, it's been rough, man. Um, you've been doing – I mean, you've been doing great. The DB's been doing great. The defense has been doing great. You feel like, you know, I mean, y'all got Quintoris, y'all got Gage now, y'all always had CG and Mike. Is it is it making you better going against them every day? I mean, it got to be. Uh, most definitely. So, like, going against them guys since OTAs and training camp – you know, if you figure like we're going against the best, like it don't get any better than these guys right here. So after going against them a couple of times, like we're really throughout the whole training camp, it's like you're confident to go against anybody. No question. So what what went into your two picks against the Saints? I got to know because you you ain't never had a two book game. And now all of a sudden I leave and you got a two book game. And well, I don't know what kind of magic rock got working over there, but hey. I got to know. So first of all. I really wanted to be on your podcast, so that was the main motivation. <laughs> and then I can prove to you that I actually do have hands now. I've been working on them. Hey, I slow mo the, the 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 post. It went through your hands, and luckily your chest was right there. You squeezed, <laughs> so you better you got lucky. Hey man, look, a catch is a catch. That's too shit. But then, then it was like I had to make up for like the Dallas game because I missed I had a missed opportunity on that one. And then, like, this, that's just been my main focus going to, like, since this offseason, just I need to get more interceptions, I need to get more interceptions because, you know, I'm trying to – I'm working towards a second contract because, you know, it's not always guaranteed. It ain't ever guaranteed. You want to have your best year contract year, then you're getting your money. But tell me tell me what Rock been doing um, to help y'all prepare for this year. I mean, I've seen him doing catching drills. He's not about to just let y'all go quietly into the night and drop picks this year. So tell me how that process is going. So, like, so before practice started, he had us, like, sitting down doing, like, different ball drills. So, basically, the one that you probably seen on video, us sitting down, and then he just throwing the ball to him, forcing us to use our hands because, you know, that if you don't use your hand, you're going to get hit in the face. And then we just practice, like, different angles, 
And then like it like different angles, like possible angles you can get into, like to catch the ball and then figure out which side you bet off catching on. Just really just getting a feel for the ball every day. That's good. I, I mean, the more you touch it, the more acclimated you get to to catching it. What's going on with my boy Tom? Tom, Tom been in the headlines every dang week. And it ain't football. I mean, I don't know, man. I just been minding my own business, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak on that. Like, well, I'm pretty sure it's, it's something legit because he, he never missed a day of football in his life. So right, right. Whatever, whatever it was, it had to be something serious. No question. Well, shoot, y'all about to y'all about to get out of there in a little while, huh? Y'all about to head. Where y'all headed? Yeah, we flying out to Miami. Oh hell. Nah, man, you know, we definitely we just it's business, man. We can't out there just we're not out there for leisure time. You ain't out there for leisure time, boy. Make sure you remind everybody y'all not out there for leisure time. I will. Because boys get out there, you know, Tuesday is still a Tuesday. Wednesday is still a Wednesday. Friday is still. How long y'all going to be out there? They, are they uh, saying how long? Uh, they say to, they said to Saturday, maybe. Yeah, I bet they open. Y'all get out of there by Saturday. I hope y'all get out of there by Saturday. So they bringing everybody, people's families. They, you know, I hope they ain't putting them all on the team playing. Uh, no, so they bring in all, they bring in like the players and their families. So they got like different, they got like two hotels set up for like one for the main, for the players and then one for the family. So like, I guess like some of the, so they gave some of the option to drive or either drive or fly. I'm flying, man. I, I don't got time to be trying to drive for four hours and then got to drive four hours back later on in the week. Like, nah. No, 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 no. Not before no football. No, no, no. I ain't doing that. I ain't, yeah, that, that ain't right. Um, so how you feel about this week? You know, I feel good, man. It's, it's feel like it's a rematch from the rematch from the Super Bowl. You know, we're getting a head start. We get we got a head start on them yesterday to get a get like a good feel for them for first and second down. How is it different preparing for them boys without Tyreek? You know, it, it don't even look the same on tape, do it? Nah, it don't look the same at all. So now, nah, I mean, they got a vertical threat, but it's not Tyreek. <laughs> it ain't Tyreek. <laughs> Boy, is it there like I got a Mercedes and I got a Lamborghini and then I got a Prius. They both cars. Yeah, but, man, no, no, it's a huge difference between. Them. It's a huge difference. They look very vulnerable against the Colts. They look very vulnerable. They, I mean, they got beat, um, and they look beatable. And you start seeing chinks in the armor. I saw some against the Chargers. We had that game live on Thursday, and you can see it. You know, they still got Mahomes. They still got Kelsey. They got playmakers, Chris Jones, but. That boy Shaq Beard leading the league in pressure right now. You know, it's coming alive. I, I, Devin got him three sacks. You got two books. I know CD sitting there like, man, I got to get one. Oh, yeah, you know he is. And then the fact that he, he the last one right now, so he like. Right. <laughs> Lil Twan got one. I saw Mike got one. Hey, has Mike been doing his sit-ups? We need to make sure Mike doing his sit-ups. Come on, man. Of course he, not, he hasn't been doing them. Well, you supposed to be holding him accountable. What happened to the brotherhood? My bad, man. I didn't know I was supposed to run boot camp. <laughs> well, somebody got to do it. He's supposed to have his little sit-ups in every day. You know? Otherwise, you know, it get out of hand. Oh, man. Well, I, gotta, I, I, I would remind him, like, hey, this is a personal message from Sherm. Get your sit-ups in, bro. Now, I appreciate that. So how many, how many books you, you think you're going to get this year? You already got two. Man, I told myself at least five. At, okay. at the piece, but in that man, like I got, if I can get eight, I'm on a, I'm on a good, I'm on a good track right now. You're on a great track. You're on a great track. You, hey, and now you know what it feel like to get two in a game. Sometimes you know, ain't, ain't nothing like getting two again. I know, man. It's like, ah, oh, these hands, these hands, they can do it. Because <laughs> you used to be like hands hanging on little giants. 
Oh, Come man. on. <laughs> but, man, that's good to hear, man. I, I'm excited for y'all this year. I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the defense. It got to be different with, with Bowles being the head coach. Uh, you know, it's still the same. It's still the same on the defensive side of the ball. Right. It just I know he's hard on you. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. You know, my, my, my mistake is always the, the, the end. It's like the end of the world. <laughs> he got to he got to be tough on somebody. You got to be tough on somebody. It's going to be you. Oh, always. Well, what's going on with your Auburn boys? Man, you know, it you know, it's bad for the health right now watching you guys. I'm just I'm just hoping that at some point they just get everything together cuz it's just sad watching these boys just get whooped off like this. You I need to go give them an inspirational speech or something. Man, I, I don't even know if that's going to be enough because we dodged, we dodged the bullet from Missouri. All right, right, right. Y'all ain't going to dodge too many more. Y'all got, y'all got some big dogs. Y'all struggling with Missouri when Bama come to town. Oh, Good man. night. His points even watch that game. No, nah, you got you to watch it. You got to support it. And you got to bet on I, I might send you a bet that week to make sure. You know what I mean? I suck a bet. I suck a bet. <laughs> got to get them when I can, baby. <laughs> Well, who right now? I mean, there's some nice receivers out there. Who are your top five right now? Wideouts in the National Football League. Wideouts. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson right now. I like Diggs and Mike, of course. Mike, Mike right. Julio when he's healthy. And who that? Who I get this fifth slot to? The fifth spot to? That's a tough one. No, oh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, y'all boys are. <laughs> You you about to have to see some of them, and they're gonna be suddenly upset. Yeah, I, I like that list. I, it had to be different going against Julio every day. Julio is some. I tried to explain it to you. Ooh, boy, Julio is something hey, to deal boy. with now. Boy, <laughs> that man, he's he's different, right? And you guarding him at, in year 11, 12, You know what I mean? Like, imagine I could imagine back when we, uh, back when you had to guard him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first off, first off, don't try to don't try to make me seem like what you wait. What, what, what's what's that supposed to mean? Hey, man, you know you you know you're getting up there in age. I, I'm 34. Whew. About to be knocking don't. on forty soon. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> see, see, no, we got y'all game against Baltimore, so don't think I won't come out there and. I ain't gonna ask like a body slam you on uh, on national TV. I'm a see. I, I you you don't go on IR the day of the game. You know what I mean. I don't want to put you on IR the day Ooh. of the game. So I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a star you out. Yeah, right. Have you strained your calf muscle trying to uh, wrestle with me? Hey, hey, you good? <laughs> you good? You good? See, I'm I'm I might have to send a message to Rock. Make sure he uh you know what I mean. He gonna deliver my message this week to you. Oh, don't worry. I'm just figuring out where y'all sitting at uh during pregame. We on the field. We ain't going to be hard to spot. It's going to be a whole big, you know what I mean, ordeal production over there. Right, but while so you looking for me, I'm going to be looking for you. Don't worry. You're going to be right. You're going to be mid-sentence. So. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up, man. What else you got going on now, nowadays? You ain't doing nothing off the field. You just staying in shape and, and taking care of your body. And Oh, you know, I'm still, I'm still, uh, like, still working on my uh, trucking company. Oh, okay. How's that going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. You know, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. bad. It's bad. All right. When you ain't got them contracts. Yeah, man. Either that or when something breaks down on the truck. And I was like, whew. How many trucks you got? I got, I got, I'm working on the second one right now, a box truck. So I got a, I got an 18 wheeler and then I got a box truck. So 
making progress. Got two drivers. Right. How, how far are you sending 18 with Oh, I, so far we so far the furthest trip he made was from Texas to Texas to Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, that ain't bad. That's that's some that's a decent contract. I know, right? Well, it's good to see you, man. It's good to have you on. I appreciate you. I'm I'm excited for you this season. You better get five books. It's your contract year. I know. Get your money. Man. Appreciate you having me. Anytime, anytime. Travel safe and hit me up when you need me. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.